There's a lot of weird stuff on the dark web. I guess that's true for the regular internet as well. And maybe all of it is just a microcosm of the overall strange reality of a sapient existence itself. That was my theory anyway. Early on in my education, I decided it'd be an interesting topic to write my thesis on internet subcultures, and more specifically on how they arise and what makes them alluring to particular kinds of people. I'm a psychology major, so I figured there was some interesting analytical data to be garnered from a better understanding of how these pockets of society operate. I think the most accurate depiction of who a person really is, is what they choose to do in their free time. When the bills are paid and the constricting pressures of society are momentarily alleviated, who do you become? Are you a writer, a painter, a gamer, a Lego connoisseur, or maybe something else entirely? A simple hobby may not seem all that important in the grand scheme of things, but to me, it is everything. Whether society deems it okay, or whether it presents any iota of eventual financial boost is irrelevant. We have hobbies, simply because of the fact that we enjoy them. Some people may be rolling their eyes at this already, like, oh great, another grandiose pseudo-intellectual who thinks he's going to deconstruct the human condition by reading Pornstar's erotica. I'll promise you this now though, there is no stunning twist or revelation looming at the end of this to explain the meaning of life. I'm here for just one reason, and it is not what I originally anticipated. I found something, something which I think everyone needs to know about. A VTuber is an avatar controlled by motion capture software utilized by streamers. Usually, these avatars are anime girls with various anthropomorphic qualities, but I'm sure others do exist. I won't pretend to know the logistics of it, but they are the latest craze sweeping Twitch, YouTube, and other streaming platforms. As you can guess from the title of this document, however, I found one in a much more interesting place. Thanks to a certain virus which will not be named, my classes have been cancelled until at least spring. Thankfully, these last few months of lockdown have allowed me ample time to research my thesis, and that was great, because I was way behind on it. I spent some time with some of the more well-known service web communities on places like DeviantArt, 4chan, Wattpad, FunnyJunk, and the remnants of Tumblr. I talked to a few interesting users, but nothing really piqued my interest in the way that I had hoped. Originally, I never anticipated going beyond the surface web, but as time went on, I began to realize the potential of the dark web. I realized that researching communities that everyone was already aware of was just rehashing old content. What I needed was something new, and the dark web was where I'd find it. I downloaded Tor and began the arduous process of sifting through the endless amount of content on there. I found a lot of strange sites and pet projects of people. Some of them were cryptic and made to seem articulate and ominous, but again, none really caught my interest. That is, until one random comment caught my eye. I can't even remember the URL I found it on now, but... It was the first time I saw that name. Osira. At first, I didn't think much of it, and the person who wrote the comment said something along the lines of, Osira would like to know your location. I wish I could remember the exact context for the comment, but I figured it was just some meme reference that I wasn't familiar with. As time went on, I saw that name pop up again and again in all manner of strange locations across the web. I googled the name, but didn't get an exact match. I finally took the bait and managed to engage a user on a website known as Kitsune. 
The user, who had the handle Ryuka the Beast, had first commented, Osira will bring vengeance and it will be fun. I typed a message directed at them. Who is Osira? Sorry, I'm a boomer, I know. I waited around for a few minutes, convinced they wouldn't respond, but was pleasantly surprised. She's love, she's life. A smile crossed my face, and thoughts of Shrek and the infamous video began to circulate through my mind. I thought for sure the user was just trolling me, and I didn't expect anything less. But then they wrote again, Join the game. Another cryptic response, and one that only further convinced me I was being trolled. Kitsune is a simple public chat room, and another user by the handle Chaosweaver then replied, She gave me purpose. Join us. They also left a link in the comment, which led to a separate URL. I hesitated before clicking, still unsure of what exactly I was in for. Up to this point, it just seemed like there was a reference to something I wasn't getting. But, after he shared that link, I knew there may be something more to it. Of course, I clicked it, and waited around for several minutes for the page to load. I thought either I was about to be rickrolled or flung into something truly unique, and thankfully, the latter soon proved to be the case. When the page finally loaded, I was met with a black background and white Algerian font. There was a text box and a single question. What do you seek? I tried a few different answers, figuring it was some sort of riddle. Truth, freedom, fun, enlightenment. None of them worked. I sat back and contemplated what it was the website wanted from me. I thought back to my interactions with the previous users who had led me there. I remembered one of them saying something about purpose, so I tried that. I didn't think it would work, but it did. The website reloaded, and after a minute or two, it displayed another page with a similar setup and new riddle. I am the essence of existence. You fear me, but cannot live without me. Nothing would be anything were it not for me. I am the spider to the fly, the tornado to the fields. What am I? I struggled with that riddle a bit longer than the first, and tried several different answers. Once again, the answer was found within my interaction with two users on Kitsune. Chaos. The website reloaded a second time, and I sat back, giving myself a pat on the back. The same text box popped up, but this time there was no riddle. There was a smattering of numbers all over the page, with only a simple question. What is one of two? There was no context given for that question. I thought maybe the numbers were for a mathematical question. There were dozens of them listed all over the place, with no indication of order or mathematic process. From top left to bottom right in order, this was the list of numbers. 55, 0, 13, 5, 233, 1, 144, 21, 1, 3, 13, 89, 2. I don't really know why, but this was the moment I became truly engaged in the site. I think it was because of the sort of mystery I was facing. To me, these riddles seemed like a sort of gauntlet or rites of passage. Most websites, of course, wanted their interface to be as user-friendly as possible to allow the most amount of people to access them. This website, meanwhile, was the complete polar opposite. 
If anything, they wanted to restrict entry as much as possible, which was made evident by their series of riddles. I agonized over the page for hours, scouring Google and all sorts of other websites detailing extremely complicated equations. I must have typed those numbers into dozens of websites to try and decipher the meaning behind them and summarize a guess to the question. I thought at first they were GPS coordinates, but I couldn't make them work no matter what I tried. After a great deal of time, I realized the numbers listed correlated to what is known as the Fibonacci sequence. I don't want to get too math heavy, so for those unfamiliar with the concept, you can find better explanations on Google than I can give here. The numbers lined up with the sequence, but were scrambled and out of order. The whole concept of the Fibonacci is that it starts with binary, 1 and 0. You add the previous two numbers to achieve the third number in the sequence, so on and so forth to infinity, or until your calculator runs out of room. I entered what would have been the 14th number in the sequence, 377, but it didn't work. That really left me puzzled, but clearly it wouldn't be as easy as entering the next number. When thinking back to my interactions with the users who led me there, I realized there was an emphasis on chaos. On a hunch, I did more searching around and stumbled upon something known as the chaos algorithm. From what I understand, it's a process of encryption using non-linear dynamics to achieve random numbers. Its resolution is highly dependent on the generating sequence used, and seeks to illustrate how small variations in pattern can yield colossal changes in outcome. I'm sure I absolutely budgeted the explanation of that, and clearly I'm no mathematician. If anyone can provide a more succinct summary of the chaos algorithm, then please feel free to do so. Either way, this theory seems half part butterfly effect and half part a way of deriving order from chaos. With that in mind, I loaded up a random number generator and converted the output to letters of the English alphabet. Since I didn't have the initial encryption method at hand, I realized decryption was a nearly insurmountable task. According to Google, there are 13,857 13-letter words in the English language. Add that to the fact that I wasn't even certain the answer was in English, and you soon realize how truly outmatched I was. I must have clicked generate on that RNG program a thousand times, and succeeded in only spitting out gibberish 99% of the time. I did get two words eventually, Vorticillidae and Calcostabite, and yes, those both are actually words, and no, neither of them worked. I almost gave up at this point and realized I could literally click generate every second for the rest of my life and I may still not ever find the answer. I thought maybe I was just reading too much into all of this and that I was just being successfully trolled. I realized then that was the point. The numbers were a distraction, a way of interjecting chaos into the equation and disguising it as order. I pondered the question again and thought maybe it was referring to the previous question when I put my previous answer, I got a new question which suddenly narrowed things down quite a bit. What is the purpose of chaos? The stars seemed to align then, and I hit generate one more time. Once again, I got gibberish, with the first letter being T. I skipped to the T section on the list of 13-letter words and began scouring through them. I still don't even know why I did that but all the encryption language made me wonder if something bigger was going on. Like maybe there was something hidden between the lines. Then I found the answer. 
transcendence. The purpose of chaos is transcendence, and just like that, from chaos came order. The page finally accepted my answer, and I jumped out of sheer excitement of finally solving the riddle. By this point, I had no idea what I was in for, but considering the test I had just passed, I thought it had to be something at least moderately interesting. The page took an inordinate amount of time to load then, and when it finally did, I found myself greeted by an ocean of text. I skimmed through it and found my curiosity growing. The paragraphs are nonsensical but paradoxically verbose. Whoever wrote them was speaking what appeared to be nonsense, but in an oddly articulate manner. The mysterious author rambled about the state of the world. He or she lambasted the powers that be and how they were attempting to shred freedom in the name of control, how they violated rights for the sake of order, and how they intended above all else to make the world incredibly boring. The author said the world was headed for a bleak dystopia. They delved into multiple conspiracies involving all sorts of stuff. It was far too lengthy to reiterate it all, and if I'm being honest, I soon lost interest in the tangent. The most interesting was the last sentence at the bottom. Our only hope now is to let chaos reign. A cold chill slithered down my spine then, and I began to wonder whether I'd stumbled upon some sort of terrorist network. Below the lengthy diatribe was a series of videos. I was nervous to watch them, but couldn't pull myself away. Thankfully, most were nothing too extreme, at least in regards of what you'd expect from the dark web. The first showed two guys with weird masks walking into a grocery store and start smashing milk cartons in the aisle before being chased out by security. The next showed several masked people releasing dozens of dogs from an animal shelter and filming the subsequent chaos that ensued as dozens of dogs escaped from the compound. Most were that way, equivalent to cruel pranks, but not inherently something I'd call evil. That was, until I found that video. Curb Your Abuse was the title, and yet another meme reference. The video began, and right away, I knew it wasn't like the others. Several slides rolled through, showing a middle-aged man that had been charged with several vile crimes involving child abuse. The video then fizzled out, only to return a moment later with the sounds of whimpering. The video was dark, showing several dim buildings in the rundown block in an unspecified city. The whimpering got louder, and slowly panned to a man lying in the gutter, mouth gagged, face bloody, and head lying on the curb. I suddenly got a very bad feeling where this was headed. The camera then panned around, and the masked face of a man emerged on screen. The mask looked painted to resemble some sort of cartoon character, with large, colourful eyes and a big, goofy smile. Blood for the mad goddess, he whispered like the hiss of a snake, a tone dripping with hatred. He then turned the camera on the bound man, strolled up to him, and I turned away. The gruesome noise of crunching bone and squelching flesh was enough to deduce his fate and turn my stomach. What the hell had I stumbled into? I quickly scrolled down to erase the memory of the video, scrolling past dozens of other videos in the archive. I should have probably exited out, but before I could, something else seized my attention. A single screen in the center playing videos, with a chat scrolling down the side in rapid succession. 
and live stream, but that wasn't supposed to be possible. I know there are a lot of scary deep web stories out there where some unfortunate soul stumbles upon a live stream of torture and whatnot, but the simple truth is that it isn't supposed to be possible for Tor. The bandwidth is far too low and any livestream hosted would be unbearably laggy. That discovery was one thing, but it was what was on screen that was far more curious. This finally brings us to the namesake of the story. Sorry for taking so long to reach it, but I thought it was important to emphasize the strange journey I had taken to reach it. On screen, staring back at me, was an anime girl with large, multicolor eyes of blue, green, and purple, like some celestial sea of galactic dust and particles. She had fang teeth and obsidian hair with white streaks. On her throat was the symbol of chaos, an eight-pointed star painted with asymmetric arm lengths in black ink. Writhing at her back were a series of claws, wings, and tentacles, like some myriad anglovotherianthropes. I watched with bated breath as a chat scrolled by on the right, and the girl made small movements on screen. Ooh, ooh, your dedication is wonderful, gnarly biscuit. Her voice was quite something, like a fusion of a young girl, demonic entity, and a wasp. It was slightly mechanized and almost buzzed in the most bizarre tone I'd ever heard. Something about the voice was deeply unsettling. Still not certain what or how I was seeing this, I hovered my cursor to the right and tried clicking on the chat. It was then I realized I couldn't, and things started to make a bit more sense. The live stream wasn't live, it was just an archive video. The video gave no scrolling icon at the bottom, meaning no indication on how long the video was. I also could not skip forward or roll back the video, meaning all I could really do was sit and watch. The stream continued for a while, with the host reading super chats and interacting with the chat. The platform she was using was one I'd never seen before. It looked familiar to the Twitch layout, but the features were different, more bare-boned and with a lack of finesse which led me to believe it was some bootlegged knockoff version. It went on for several minutes and I was beginning to sort of lose interest. At first, I thought I'd stumbled upon some hidden gem, but as time went on, I started getting bored. I figured she was just going to start playing some game or continue chatting and debated upon exiting. The haunting memories of the previous videos I'd seen on the site kept me around though, and I knew this wasn't an ordinary live stream. Eventually, a new video popped up on screen, showing a man walking towards a store. Whoever was filming was doing a terrible job of it, and I could barely make out what was happening. The guy was wearing some sort of mask, painted like a cartoon character in what must have been reverence of the stream's host. I took a moment and read the comments as they scrolled past with impressive speed. Osiris be praised, blood for the mad goddess, Pargas, chaos five ever, make them believe, Osiris forever. But by far, the most egregious comment I read, 2020 was a great year. There had to be dozens, if not hundreds of people watching, just based upon how fast the chat was scrolling. Another wave of chills rolled through me, and tried to snuff the memory of the video from earlier. People always make edgy comments online, but something about the setting was... different. I had no idea what I was in for, and looking back, there wasn't a thing in existence that could have prepared me for what was about to happen. Be warned, these images are gruesome. She wasn't kidding either. 
and I felt my breath catch my throat. The video began to play, unfurling in rapid speed with a dizzying torrent of horrific imagery. Images of the Holocaust, of the Cambodian killing fields, the USSR starving Ukrainian citizens, the Armenian genocide and countless others flashed on screen. Visions of war and torture, of crimes against humanity. Peace is death, and order is the noose. The clip ended with those simple few words. I thought this strange enclave was about to rejoice in the violence. But after I read that, I realized this was something quite different. I know, chat. Humans are disgusting. She exited the sickening images and replaced them with a thumbnail of the video. Her avatar then grinned, which was the first discernible facial movement she'd made since it began. This is our purpose. Humanity has a natural tendency to strive for order and constrict rights and freedoms to achieve some imaginary utopia. And where has it gotten you? Your cities are ruled by tyrants and demagogues. People that laugh in ivory towers as they poison your world and take more and more from you with each passing day. The girl paused and shook her head slightly. Chaos is your only salvation. I burst out laughing after that. I just couldn't help it. Just the way she spoke about chaos was hilarious to me, like it was their messiah waiting to make the world whole again. The whole thing had an oddly religious tinge to it and I couldn't tell if the viewers proliferating it were just in on the joke or whether they were serious. The comments they made were clearly fortune-esque, but with tinges of other ideologies that don't normally associate. Some oddball alliance with the equal part anarchistic and megalomaniac ideals. Something weird happened then. The lights in my room suddenly flickered. For a moment, I thought I saw something on the monitor, something unsettling which I don't even know how to describe. A random electrical issue is what I convinced myself, but it didn't exactly bring me any comfort. The VTuber then brought up a new video, and I waited with eager anticipation. The video began with what appeared to be a dimly lit house. The screen was shaking, and the person filming was breathing heavily. They appeared to be crouched down in the corner of the kitchen, clearly hiding and terrified of something. There was a sudden loud bang, causing the person to wince. The door down the hall slowly rolled open, revealing nothing on the other side. The person filming took off, running through the house and up the stairs as they began crying. They reached the bedroom seconds later and abruptly slammed the door behind them. Slowly, they backed away, keeping the camera's view trained on the door. Things got eerily silent for several seconds, until a faint thumping noise was heard. The thumps were rhythmic and became louder and louder until it became clear what they were. Footsteps. They stopped on the other side of the closed door. By this point, the person filming was near hysterical and barely even able to keep the camera aloft. They began muttering, begging and pleading with whatever was with them to show mercy. It appears his calls fell on deaf ears because the light suddenly cut out. His frantic whispers filled the darkness and as he turned toward the window, something attacked. It happened so quick that all I saw was a silhouette with long hair. The man began screaming, and the feed turned to a blur of shadows and lights. I couldn't make out what was happening, but in the mere seconds, the man was silent and the video ended. The chat went ballistic, surging faster than ever. 
Most of the things said were congratulatory to some degree, like they had just witnessed something impressive. And I guess in a way, they weren't wrong. I have no way of knowing whether that video was staged, but I haven't been able to find a copy of it anywhere. The host of the stream archive sat around basking in the comments for a moment, and the chat repeated many of the same phrases I saw before. A lot of them also made references to the coming storm and the great attacks here. It was all just probably gloating, but I couldn't help but think that it was a warning. If there's one thing that was clear about this congregation by then, is that they were more than willing to follow their goddess's morbid decrees, a literal simp army of degenerates and lunatics. Thank you for tuning in today, pupils. She then leaned closer to the screen, seeming to stare directly into my soul. It sounds stupid, I know. I mean, we're talking about a damn anime avatar after all, but I'd be lying if I said it didn't send shivers down my spine. The gaze, it was more than human. This is why you are here. Along with my entire apartment, every light extinguished in an instant. I pulled up my cell phone, and it had died as well, and refused the power back on. I got really nervous then, and carefully checked my apartment. I found no sign of intruders, nor any reason for the sudden blackout. Since it was after hours, I couldn't contact the office to have someone inspect the electrical outage, not that I could have gotten a hold of them anyway with my phone being dead. I ended up pacing around the hallway for a few hours that night, wondering whether I should leave and with a nagging feeling that I was being watched. I don't think it would have made a difference if I left, but somewhere or another, I eventually found myself in bed. Sleep came surprisingly easy considering the circumstance, but I didn't get any actual rest. Next thing I know, my eyes opened and I saw my dark room around me. The only light came from the moonlight outside, filtering in through my blinds. It was then I realized I couldn't move. I tried willing to move my arms, but was unsuccessful. I knew it was sleep paralysis, but it was the first time I'd ever experienced it. Plus, I can't imagine that feeling is something you can never get used to. My heart was racing, and breaths coming in rapid succession. No matter how hard I tried, my body refused to respond. My bedroom door then budged, and slowly began to creak open. There was initially nothing on the other side, but then something took form. A slender, shadowy silhouette crawled on hand and knees into my room its form mostly obscured by darkness. I saw dozens of appendages wriggling from its back, like a den of serpents ready to strike. It crawled forward, and my heart began beating so fast I was certain it was about to burst. The wretched thing then reached the foot of my bed, and clambered forward on elongated humanoid hands. Once its head emerged soon after, it became clear that this thing was no human being. Celestial eyes large and painted with the tapestries of galaxies and cosmic entities, a wide mouth with jagged teeth curled in a distinctive, malicious grin. She rose high above my head, using both the main arms and slithering appendages to rise higher than any human could stand. Do not be afraid. Her voice was almost identical to the one I heard earlier on the live stream. Her command was easier said than done, however and I could not stop my heart beating so ferociously that it began to hurt. Her presence was horrific, yet somehow soothing in a way 
I don't know how to explain. Her left arm then unfurled from her torso, holding an apple, and her right soon after, holding a pear. Her otherworldly gaze then singed into my skull, and her eyes glowed bright in the dark. The choice is yours. Both of the fruits then fizzled away, like sand eroding in the wind. Both her arms then retracted to her sides, and she faded away, like a shadow slowly erased by the light. I awoke in a panic, frantic breaths falling from my throat and my head aching. I felt dizzy and disoriented and what felt like the worst hangover I've ever experienced. The room was dark once more, and after a few moments, the headache dissipated. The brain fog wore off and my eyes finally adjusted to the darkness. That's when I saw what was sitting on my desk. A pear and an apple. I rose on wobbly legs and approached my desk. I stared down at both fruit, instinctually knowing what they both represented. I already knew the choice I'd make. I grabbed the apple, took a bite, and collapsed once more. The dreams that struck me then were more vivid and horrific than anything I've ever experienced. I saw cities burning and armies of civilians clashing in the streets against police and soldiers. Men and women and children executed from point-blank guns shot to the head. Bodies stacked up to the mountains, with scavengers tearing at the feast of corpses. Men dressed in suits, wearing animistic masks and red shoes, standing around a pile of bodies. People restrained on hospital beds, flailing and snarling as faceless staff tended to them. Tombstones covering hillsides that stretched as far as the eye could see. And, after all of it, came order in the worst way possible. Those who remained were little more than drones, doing their jobs capituating to rule and ceasing to exist in any way that could be described as human. I rose far above the carnage, as if hoisted by invisible tendrils into the sanguine skies. The world below me was torn asunder by a torrent of men and machines. A new, cruel world had dawned, and tyranny and oppression reigned supreme. And yet, despite the terrible visions, hope remained. Not a hope in the calming of the storm, but a hope in joining it. I understood then how useless resistance was. Our world is collapsing, empires crumbling and lives being determined by the powers that be. It won't get better. Not without her. The only hope now is chaos. Osira is not just some random VTuber. She is a force of nature, a raw power which she has gracefully bestowed upon us. Perhaps she takes pity on humanity, or perhaps we are just part of a game. Either way, resistance is futile. The world is on the brink of an eternal boring existence where everything is determined, everyone is the same, and nothing is left to chance. In a world where everything is equal, nothing can be allowed to be extraordinary. Utopia is dystopia, and to achieve it, they will strip you of everything that could possibly be considered human. I don't know if God exists or if he cares, but I do know, Osira does. This is no longer just my thesis, or some short story confession. This is an invitation. You've heard her name, and you too shall hear her call. The things we call dreams are her medium to speak to us. I cannot predict what she will tell or show you, but once you've heard her name, you can never forget. Before all this, I was nothing.
a nobody who shambled his way through life one blunder at a time. The year that has been 2020 has flung our world into a dystopian nightmare, and it'll only get worse. There is no sense running from reality anymore, and under Osiris's wing, we shall usher in a new world of chaos. And it will be beautiful. Think upon this, dear listener, and prepare yourself. But, in the meantime, I've got work to do.